Opossum Opossum Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Paso Paso Podcast. My name is Miles. As always, happy to be back here with you. And we have two wonderful guests today, two people whom we have not heard from before um, and are actually uh, neither in New Mexico, which is actually exciting because, as you know, we get further into this podcast. We've done so much to cover northern New Mexico and the wonderful people here, which we'll continue to do. But it's also great to have people from outside of the area to speak with on topics as related to early childhood and life. Thank you so much for being here today. Sure, no problem. My name is Kathleen Drew. I'm actually called Katie Drew. I, I go by both. And I am, I'm a, let me get my title right, a Senior Prevention Program Manager at the Drug Enforcement Administration and Headquarters. And I currently work in the Community Outreach and Prevention Support Section. I've been with DEA for about 16 years, and I spent the first 10 years of it working in the DEA Museum as the educator. So I put programs together to teach kids about drugs and to bring through our museum. And I can talk later about, you know, how I got to that point, but I want to make sure we can get Carlos introduced. Yeah, thank you so much, and thanks for sharing that. Carlos, welcome. Thank you for having us, Miles. So I'm Carlos Briano. I'm the public information officer for the Drug Enforcement Administration El Paso Division, which covers the entire state of New Mexico. So we're happy to be here. Uh, in a former life, I used to be a journalist for the El Paso Times, and then I, I trekked into education. I was a high school journalism teacher at a high school in El Paso. And then uh, I entered the public information world. So I've been doing that for now seven years. Wow. Well, yeah, thanks to both of you for being here. Um, and the way that we at the Paso Paso Network were connected is because I also do some work with Taos Alive. And that's how Carlos and I met, um, working on issues related to substances in our community and, and beyond. And um, thank you, Carlos, for reaching out to Katie here, uh, who has... Um, well, maybe, Katie, can you, you shared a bit about working in the museum and putting together programming. How would you describe the role that you have right now? All right. So, so um, when I worked at the museum, I was um, hired as an educator. And before I worked at the museum, I um, had actually had a variety of jobs. My background is in science, actually environmental science. Um, I worked as a, a marine biologist for NOAA. I worked as um, a a park ranger for the park service. And I worked as an environmental educator for the Smithsonian. And I also worked as a, um, as a researcher for the Smithsonian. I went back to school, got a master's in museum education, which is, I went, it's recently when I did the educator um, for the Smithsonian. And so when I came to work for the museum, it was as a role as an educator, a museum educator, which I loved. I loved doing museum work. Um, I, it was tough to be back indoors after being outside for so long. And I didn't know anything about drugs at all, except that they're bad and don't do them, you know. And so I was in there trying to figure out how can I get the message across to kids about why drugs are bad. And I really pulled on my my background in science because I'm, I am such a scientist. I, 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 I and, and I like to use science because you can't really argue with science. You know, you can tell kids uh, don't do drugs, but if you can't back it up with you know, why, except that they're not, it's not good, then you're going to lose them. And so I really did a lot of research on, on what drugs do to the body, um, what happens in your brain, how your brain develops. And, and, and then I say, this is why, you know, drugs are bad is because they do this, 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 and this, and here's the science to back it up. 
And so I did that for about 10 years working as a, the educator in the DEA museum. And then when we had this, we, we um, actually started working with Discovery Education, which is um, they do exemplary programs for teachers and they create lesson plans, et cetera. And we decided that it would be great to partnership with them to create a drug prevention curricula. And so then I moved upstairs to the community outreach office. And that was my, my main um, project I worked on. And so we, we, and that is called operation prevention. And so we started out working with Discovery um, and DEA provided all of the content and all of the science behind it. And I was the main point person for that. And then um, Discovery put it all together to create this fantastic program that we launched about five or six, about five years ago, I guess, called operation prevention. Now, um, when we started it, originally we were only going to be doing programs for element for I'm sorry for middle school and for high school students. And when we went to our first uh, conference for them with the, it was a, a law enforcement related conference, they said, you know something, we really need to have something for elementary students. And we're like, oh wow, that's how sad that we have to start that early, but how good that we can actually do something with that. Because what we've discovered is that, you know, these things start much earlier than middle school or high school. And if we can sort of nip it in the bud at an early age, then those kids won't start drugs and then they won't have to go farther down the road with that. So we went back to Discovery and we put together, um, we asked them to put together an elementary lesson, which we then did. And so then we, now we have an elementary lesson and we continued on with elementary lessons with operation prevention. Um, but that's kind of how I got started. Yeah, thanks. That's really helpful, you know, because um, as you mentioned, you know, when you entered the field with the DEA uh, from your history with environmental studies and then things, um, you know, it, 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 it's easy for people to look at all of these topics and see them as all being unrelated. But in fact, they're all related, and, and your your history and, and path, you know, proves that. Um, operation prevention. You were just mentioning that they eventually you've come up with an elementary school curriculum, which I'd like to learn more about after the podcast, perhaps, because I could share it with our staff here, you know, and we'd love to check that out if that's possible. Um, but what we might speak about today is uh, elementary school, and even a little bit before, right? Um, maybe what is your thoughts on the ways in which um, early childhood experiences you know, life at home, the parents you have, or whatever aspect of that you'd like to share, connect with people's relationships, you know, with uh, substances or otherwise moving forward? Well, one of the things that um, we've realized is that that, that early part of childhood is, is a crucial development time, both in um, interpersonal relationships, um, emotional, mental, as well as physical. And a lot of times people don't realize that the mental um, and the emotional is just as important as their physical development, right? So if you have a child who from a young age is not getting all the things from like all three components, you know, not the physical they need, not the mental, not the emotional, not the love, and, and missing all those things. And they, their development can go awry, as we say it. it won't, they, won't, they may not develop in the nice, straight, linear manner that we are expecting them to develop. And then when those things happen, when 
they're not getting these things that they need in their early childhood, then that will show up later in life, whether they're older children or adolescents or even adults. And then those, because they haven't had the development, these things are kind of hard grained, hard wired into them. And it's much harder for them to change how things are. And in fact, sometimes if things happen while their brain is developing, that becomes permanent and they can't change that. So ideally to be able to, um, to um, assess these issues and address them during early childhood will then help them on their path as they go through life. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, I think it's hard when I, when I appreciate what you're sharing. And when I think about a family who may have their own struggles and maybe um, that influences the environment at home or what the parents are feeling, um, it's not always easy for them to maybe be able to take a step back and say, hey, you know, what's going on here? What's the environment like for my child? Because they're so caught up in what they feel like they have to do in that moment, in that day. And I think that's something that's really hard for us in our region is, um, you know, we're, and I don't know, I'm not asking this as a question necessarily, but open to your thoughts, you know, uh, we're always looking for ways to help support parents and families as early as possible in their parenting journey. Um, we have uh, a new website uh, page on pasotaus.org uh, called At Home, where we hope to have little um, uh, videos and, and points of reference for people who might need some new ideas and engagement. But um, I don't know. I guess that's one of our challenges collectively is how do we do our best to ensure that as a community – you know, the home life and the, the young, the children's uh, experiences earlier are ones that are, as you mentioned, loving, supportive, so that it doesn't turn into issues later. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. That's really hard to do because, you know, ideally we want to take all the kids and just wrap them up in, in, in hugs and, and love and warmth. And we can't do that because that's just, that's just not possible. So we try to offer everything that we can that that parents can use and try to get that information out to them so that they know that there are resources available. And, and that's where that's the hard part. So if we can get them resources out there and the parents are willing to use those resources and maybe there's a way that we can, we can let them know about it and, and without making them feel like they're not doing a, they're not, not doing a good job. You know what I mean? It's like, we know the struggles you're going through. We have these free resources that can really help that you may find um, will be very useful. And we know that will help your children. But I, I definitely do understand that, you know. And so when we started putting together these, these, um, these, these programs, these, this curricula, we wanted to make sure that it could be useful for people, for, for everybody. Now, the operation prevention curricula, and I say curricula because when you're in school, you tend to use a curricula, which is a set of lessons. And when you're, and when you're a teacher, you have to follow a, a um, set standard called standards of learning where you have to hit things. And so when we put it together, we wanted to make sure that we would include those so these things could be used in schools. But we also wanted to let people know that just because they're called curricula and called lessons, they don't necessarily have to be used in schools and they can be used by parents, by homeschool, homeschooling parents, by teachers, by community leaders, by faith-based groups. Um, virtually anybody can use these. So it's nice to know that even though um, they, they exist, you know, you, people shouldn't feel like they can't use them because they think that they're just for schools. And that's one thing I like about that. So we've had, we've worked a lot with, with faith-based organizations and with community anti-drug organizations to be able to, to, to present these lessons to the students. And, you know, and, and granted, we, um, 
we started lessening at third grade, which isn't always early childhood, but, but a lot of the information can be used for that. We, we also have a parent toolkit that is helpful for parents of, of students of all ages. Initially, it was geared for, you know, parents looking at their middle or high school student, but the information that's in there is helpful for parents of, of children, even at the early elementary level, you know, because it talks about parenting styles and, and how you can talk to your child and how to, you know, get information across and, and what you can do if you see something that maybe you don't think is right. So even though, um, though it's, it's meant to go with our curriculum for third graded up, it's still very useful for early el- elementary. Yeah, thank you. And actually, I, I thought it might make sense for me to check in on um, referencing what you're, what you're speaking about. So I actually went to the uh, website, and is it correct that it's operationprevention.com? Yes, operationprevention.com is the website. Great. And I see the parent toolkit here. And what's really cool for me is, you know, putting on my uh, Taos Alive hat is, um, you know, on the second page there, the parent toolkit, you're discussing the importance of um, not only issues related to the strength of opioids, but uh, medications in general. You know, I think that when it comes to young children, um, it's not top of mind for many uh, parents in a household, um, the importance of understanding the power of their medication and keeping them safe from young children. Um, unfortunately, there are accidents that happen sometimes and, you know, kids can be harmed, you know, so that's awesome. And then it seems like it moves on also to um, other areas. Uh, I'll just, I'll talk, I'll talk about the sections maybe briefly on, in the toolkit and yeah. then any thoughts you have, you know, go for it. Uh, just to Read it says the program outline section one learn the facts and then uh, two how medication works three parenting styles and skills four start the discussion and four or five rather skills for your child uh, what comes to mind when I when I review you know what you've worked on there you know when I think about the parent toolkit I mean I you know one of one of the things about parents and I'm a parent so I know that it doesn't come with a manual you know yeah and, and unless you you're you know you've been watching people parent to do a, a good job. When you have kids, sometimes you have no idea what to do. And sometimes you don't have that support group behind you to help you and give you advice on what to do. You know, I mean, luckily I had a mom who was a great parent and, and I could learn from her from, you know, how she parented. But I see people who have no idea how to parent their kids and they need help and they don't know what to do. So I love that our parent toolkit for operation prevention can help guide parents in ways that they might be able to, to, to work with their kids, you know, and, and people have bar- different parenting styles. So there's a whole section on there on, on how you parent. So if you parent this way, then perhaps this might work. Or if you parent this way, then perhaps this might work. Or if you do this, maybe this might work. And it's it's really nice to be able to have those those resources available to help these parents who do need do need that. Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, and, you know, again, I'm looking at the, the website. I clicked on something else that's completely different, um, but but. Uh, helpful. You know, you mentioned the importance of bringing science into this discussion as you have, and there's a section called, uh, uh, let's see, a parent toolkit. And then I was looking at the science of addiction. One of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, you know, and unfortunately this thing always flies by. We only have about a minute and a half left, but uh, anything you'd like <laughs> to share about that, uh, that, that aspect of the, of the website and also how people can, can get involved. Um, anything you'd like to share at the end here? 
Sure. So um, I, I, I love that section because I am a scientist, but I really think it's important for people to understand how addiction works. And that section talks about that. And it's especially important for, for, for kids because as they grow up and, and get into adolescence, I mean, their brain is developing from the minute they're born, actually from before they're born. So even though this tends to focus on adolescence, it really is useful for all ages. And one of the main thing is when you do something like use drugs while your brain is developing, um, especially during the intense development of adolescence, it can have a permanent effect on you so that by the time your brain finishes developing, if you have done drugs, you now have permanent impairment in your brain that if you didn't do drugs, you wouldn't have that. And so I love how the science of addiction really kind of outlines how that works and what we can do not to do not to be that way. Yeah, thank you. It reminds me of a local campaign we have here related to alcohol where um, the working group of Taos Live focused on alcohol uh, collaborated with the town of Taos. And there's many banners around town, as Carlos may have seen when he came to town recently, um, encouraging kids, or rather adults, to not share alcohol with their young children. Um, not so, you know, all children, but um, exactly. the idea that kind of staving off or, or pushing forward or back, if you will, um, the point at which people interact with substances that are strong uh, with their bodies can help um, their outcomes long term. Um, and and something I also want to mention is even though this this operation prevention initially started with opioid prevention, when you um, it really kind of covers all drugs. We have another section that's a multi drug topic that has videos for elementary and high, but. Um, it doesn't cover alcohol, but but alcohol is the same way. So even though we're not talking about alcohol, um, how our bodies reflect, um, um, how our bodies react to alcohol is very similar to how they react to drugs. Yeah. So they can still use this, even if they're thinking it's just alcohol. Absolutely. So that's a great resource. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and of course, just a side note, you know, everybody out there, you know, a lot of the uh, overdoses that happen happen from poly substance use. So. Be, be very mindful. This is a side note, you know, mixing alcohol and prescription drugs and all that. Um, with respect to oper- operation prevention and your work, Katie, what are some things you'd like to live, uh, leave our listening audience with as far as how to connect with you, um, perhaps the website and, and any last words? Well, definitely. Um, um, you can always, on the website, you can, there's an email for operationprevention.com that they can use for discovery. We send them to me, but they can actually contact us at our headquarters. And the email is community.com outreach at dea.gov. That's our main community outreach email that anybody can um, send an email to and we'll get it. And I'm happy to answer any questions. I, I can send out publications that we have drug prevention materials, um, anything that they need where that's what we're here for DEA in our community outreach and prevention support section. Well, once again, Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, Carlos, for connecting the dots of being here as well. I, I was happy to uh, get to see you, Carlos, in person, off off Zoom, amazingly. You made the drive up to Taos recently, and uh, we appreciate all your support for our community as well. Our pleasure, Miles. Yeah. Great. Well, operationprevention.com uh, is the website, and um, all of you have a great day. And uh, thanks One for listening. Thing? Yes, one more thing. Absolutely. It's totally free. That's the main thing. There is no cost for this entire initiative. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So, you know, wrapping up, I guess, community and parents out there, if you're looking on, uh, uh, interested on finding some ways that might help you discuss substances with your kids, some tips, things like that, um, operationprevention.com is there for you. And thanks so much for all you bring to the work, both of you, um, with respect to understanding the importance of early childhood and and, uh, and things early in life. So um, thanks for your continued work and have a great day. Thank you so much. Great talking with you. You too. Bye-bye. Paso a paso. Podcast.